Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations, where we invite our hosts and guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. This season, we're also looking forward to engaging more with our audience, hearing your enlightened views, and answering questions and topics you would like us to weigh in on. Today's episode is hosted by Michelle Lightworker. Hey everyone and welcome to Enlightened Conversations 2023. This is Michelle Lightworker and I'm excited to bring you our first ever episode of Enlightened Conversations for the new year. I have a wonderful close friend and familiar colleague um, joining me today um, over spanning over I think it's back in 2004 we go back to at least Shirley uh, I've got Shirley Avis joining years, me. Nearly, yeah. <laughs> it's a long time yeah well, welcome welcome thank you so nice and to be here it's fantastic I'm I'm excited this uh, episode because we're going to be discussing the magic of menopause which um, I haven't really had an opportunity to talk much about my journey and um, I'm I know that Shirley's amazing in insofar that she's actually special specializing in helping women to transition um, at, 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 during that phase of their life um, amongst other things I know you have a, a myriad of talents Shirley so I'll um I'll formally introduce you uh, Shirley Avis is a wellness warrior for women in transition I love that wellness warrior love it uh, she is passionate about empowering women around the world to embrace the potent power of menopause so they can thrive through the transition and enjoy all the pleasures that life on the other side has to offer. Welcome, Shirley. Thank you, Michelle. Wonderful to be here. I'm very excited. I'm getting tingles because um, there's a lot that Shirley and I have covered over the path of our 20 years uh, that we've known each other and um, there's there's so much depth to what you what you're doing you've, you've you've had training in so many different things you've you've done your advanced diploma of counseling with Sophia College you've, you had your graduate certificate of, of, of artistic therapies you've done your bachelor of social work you've you've covered uh, life coaching is so much that you've done um, I guess because we haven't spoken for a little while I'm excited to figure out what's happened for you in in moving across to um to this new well this area specialization yeah yes um yes I have done so much I'm turning 60 this year it's which is a bit of a um uh a mind trick because up until the first of January I was turning 60 next year but now it's like oh, I'm 60 this year and there's a real kind of yeah. subtle shift in that and it's like I don't I don't know what a 60 year old is meant to feel like mm. but I don't feel like 60 um yep yeah, so we were blessed to meet when our children were very little. Our children are similar, uh, same age. And yep. um, through that beautiful Rudolf Steiner journey together, um, which put me, which kind of started me on my journey of um, holistic counselling with Sophia College and I was already running Love Yourself, Heal Your Life workshops yes. with, by Louise Hay, which which were incredible but the reason I got into counselling was I'd run the workshops and it would open up wounds and I didn't feel I had the skills to kind of, you know, balm those wounds as people left. So I thought, oh, I need to need to get some counselling skills. And then when I went and, you know, heard Patricia Sherwood speak, I just got goosebumps. It's like, right, this is what I need to do now. And one thing leads to another and, you know, clearly it's my life purpose. I um, 
you know, I feel fulfilled when I'm helping, when I'm being of service and helping others, having healed many of my own wounds from my own childhood, you know, you, you can't do this work without walking the talk. Definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah. So just I guess coming back to your question, it's like counselling, uh, which I love and I'm still passionate about, but there was this underlying, if people aren't uh, prioritising their health, like physical mental emotional and spiritual you can do all the counseling until the cows come home but nothing's going to really sustain it so I I did the health coaching course and I just became really passionate about women's health and and especially women over 50 now and it's 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 interesting how things do come together don't they in so far as how I mean I, I felt like I I fell into um, medical intuition um, when I was on Soul TV um, because uh, it just all kind of lit up when I was talking to a live audience and I could feel things and it's it's like you can't we can't separate once we get into this healing journey of the wounds healing and that emotional it's like that biological so, social connection just kicks in somewhere and and it's it's all part of it it just it just it's a, it's just it's it's hard to separate it's really hard to separate one thing from the other and they just all kind of converge i think the more knowledge we have on when you when you can identify an imprint or a feeling that 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 needs to and it's and it's healed then you can kind of see how the physical is affecting the body more is that would you say that's true to form 100% 100% that there's not and i think that's what happens when when people go to the doctor it's like oh it's my physical body I'll just go to the doctor and I'll get the pill or I'll get the whatever and that'll fix me but this you know the I think what you're saying is that the whatever the symptom is doesn't start in the physical it starts mm. in the emotional the etheric so if we only address the physical it's just like putting a band-aid on we're not addressing the cause and it's going to continue to to manifest yeah and so that's exciting that you that you got some clarity on moving into this area um and and was it sort of partially because you obviously you're at that age now where you've gone through you know gone mm. through it yourself known kind of and probably a bit like me you know your friends and and people around you at similar ages and um you know I'm a little bit behind you I'm 52 but um I I remember when I was, um, well, we met in 2003, um, it was like maybe 2007 and I was 37 and I remember I was starting to get the perimenopausal oh, symptoms right. so you back were quite then. Young. Yeah. Mm. And, um, and so I had, I, I, you know, I've had a, a bit of a journey, a long journey with it, but, um, you know, I, I, I always found my symptoms of all of those things, they, they were amplified by stress and they were amplified by um, uh, just if I wasn't taking care of my physical health as, as much. It might yeah. have even been that, you know, you go on, go on a holiday and, you know, you just indulge or whatever. And then you, I, I always found like for me that the, the, the worst symptoms um, were like physical pain, like in my breasts and stuff like that. I, I just mm -hmm. really found that really yeah challenging so michelle can i ask you are you postmenopausal now like um uh since 2019 i've had more of the gaps between 
And right. this most recent one um, is the longest I've ever had. So it could well be. Um, right. six, I'm at the, it was June last year. So I'm at the six, six seventh month okay. mark now. Yeah, so, right. Um, it may well be. <laughs> I'm actually well crossing be. my fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, good. Yeah. Good. But up to that, it was more like a uh, hundred days or you know, three months worth and, and, um, and then, and then it was very, very mild and it wasn't even, it wasn't even like it made an appearance. So it was, it was, and then I I went and saw the doctor and then they said, oh, um, you just, we did a blood test and they said, you've got very low estrogen um, and uh, slightly more progesterone. And so um, I went through a period of time um, in 2021 where I had a long like a never-ending uh bleed period for ah. about four months and so that's when I went to the doctor and and um I I, I did actually you know get more on top of my health and stuff like that as well mm. but um yeah I, I I I figured it was um due to a lot of things um my mum passed away in June and that's when it happened so I was yeah bleeding for four months um but right. very mild but just non-stop and so mm. for me, it was about a lot of about me um, and grief and containment of my emotions and, you know, doing what I needed to do from um, putting myself first for, for my health. And I got on top of that. And um, and then ever since then, it's been a very extremely interesting change. Like I've, right. you know, right. I've, I've found and I that love that. Changed. Yeah, yeah. And I love that you... Um, you put yourself first. And I think that's a really common theme that when we, um, we, we go through menopause, people say, you know, there's this, um, are you just so moody or like it, it's, we, I think the, I Googled moody today. It's like people say, are you, like it's a bad thing to have mood swings. It's like we didn't have mood swings before we became menopausal. It's like mm-hmm. we've always had mood swings. Yeah. But I think what happens when we hit menopause is we just don't put up with the bullshit, Michelle. Yep. It's like clearly yep. you know, I think it highlights the gap. So if there's gaps in the relationship, if you're in a relationship or in a family environment, usually it's a time when there's teenage children. So it's usually, a, you know, you might be... Um, more in a superior uh, position in your career, you might have aging parents, like there's a lot yep. going on that we've been managed, we've managed up until then to kind of keep it all together and, you know, be everything for everyone. And it's mm-hmm. like the, the hormones start changing and decreasing. It's like, I'm not, I can't, I don't want to be everything for everyone. It's no. like, no. Mm-hmm. And yep. so, yeah, we might get a bit, you know, mood swings, but, it's not like, yeah, I think it needs to be um, okay, needs to yep. be talked about and we just don't put up with the bullshit, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And if we embrace that and see it as something, uh, an opportunity to heal the, the cracks in the relationship or to, to really have that, those conversations about what's not working, what's, what you want to be different, what you want to change, 
Oh, I love that. And and that did happen to me. Um, Mum came up because she was in really ill health and um, I wanted, she's in Sydney and I wanted to um, be close to her so that I could be available. And um, she came up in um, 2018 for respite um, um, at one of our facilities up here and we're looking around for a place for her to be long-term so that, um, yeah, that was comfortable and just, you know, to help her make that transition. And um I remember like when she went back down to Sydney and decided to stay there because she was surrounded more with Greek community um, and I had to respect her like what I would consider end of life choices because she was almost on dialysis mm-hmm. at that point um, and I basically I kind of had a probably like a little bit of a mini breakdown like emotionally because mm-hmm. it's like out of my control um, I can't do it all I'm you know it's too much to manage from afar, but I have to, it's my job. I'm the only kid, you know, left. And, and, and it was, it was kind of like that sort of, um, I had to have really strong boundaries. Like she, mm. she made her choice, but then I had to make my choice. Yeah. And it's interesting because even like, like once a week or once every two weeks, I'm, I'm still having like dreams of it's the last few days and I've got so much to do for her dreams. There's still, there's still guilt. There's still guilt there. And I'm, I'm, I'm working through it and I'm um, having conversations with her actually in the here and now as well, because these dreams aren't finishing. I I thought they'd finished. So I know that part of my journey is to let go of the guilt over putting myself first. And I think that's what we fear. Um, and, and that's probably why we avoid making those choices because we don't want to be haunted with the, the fallout. Mm. <laughs> I, I, you know, but the reality is um, I'm glad I made those choices because um, it, it, it was COVID hit. And uh, mm. imagine, can you imagine if I had made those choices and made sure she had a good phone and made sure we had all the things set up, what it would have been like for those mm. last three years. So, you know, there was things that came of it that, were liberating for her during COVID and thank God. Um, But then it was also when it comes to processing my own grief around all of it, it, I think Mm. it had a lot to do with what you're talking about, letting go of that, you know, uh, look, I've just got, I just, I've just got to make these choices and that's all I can do. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't it interesting you talk about the guilt around doing that because we haven't as women, you know, we, we weren't taught. I was born in 1963 and I know I certainly, certainly wasn't taught to put myself first or that it was even okay to put myself first or to ask for what I want or even to want yeah. something, you know, like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, now in our 50s and um, it's really difficult to make that shift and so many of my clients really struggle with with that disaster, I feel so guilty. Mm. And so that is a process to work through that guilt to get to a point of believing and knowing that actually it's the most selfless thing I can do to put yeah. myself first and be a little bit selfish around yeah. self-care because yeah. who's going to benefit from me being yeah. nurturing and nourishing myself? Everyone, yeah. everyone in yeah. my life. Exactly, it's so true because I noticed that the minute I made those decisions, I noticed the ripple effect around me, my, my whole other family circles, friends and everything. And I noticed that they were making different choices too. And it felt like unity principle of we're all connected. When you do this for you, that's what happens. They're better mm. off. You don't even realize it. 
Um, and uh, this is really out there, Shelley, but I'm, I'm sure you can deal with this. Okay. But when I had the last dream I had, um, I was, I had this feeling that I was in a parallel universe with another version of myself. And this, I only got that feeling after I came out because it was like I was observing myself in there. Uh-huh. And I felt that if there are if there are other versions of ourselves in parallel universes, I felt that the part of me that knows this shit <laughs> um, mm. had gone, injected myself into that parallel universe and was telling myself, it's okay, it's all right. She's it was mm. it was actually she's gone, but she's not gone. And that was the that was the that was the two phrase thing in mm. my dream, she wasn't gone. But what I was telling myself in that dream was she is gone. Mm. And and when I came out of that dream, I was like, oh, that felt too real, almost like not to be real. And mm. I wonder if when we're talking about ripples, if we're healing it in this realm, is there other realms that we're injecting ourselves during that sleep time that we could be helping? I mean, mm. and that's really out there, right? But um. That was the well, feeling I got. It makes sense to me, Michelle. Mm-hmm, it makes mm-hmm. sense to me because I, nothing, if a client shares something with me, such as you've just shared, then who am I to say that that's too out there or that's not correct mm. or whatever? It's like, I'm going to, absolutely, that, who's to say that that's not possible and that didn't happen in that dream? Yeah. That healing. Um, absolutely. And it's the dream, the dream state where we do have, psyche does kind of get that opportunity to try to to heal what our conscious mind can't make sense of Mm. is what I believe and the other just what's coming to mind when I'm hearing you tell that story is that by by you healing though that um that rupture or that relationship with your mom it's also healing generations before yeah you um my mum became a Mormon towards the end of her life. She she was she would say there's many stairways to heaven. Mm. So whether you're Catholic, Mormon, Jehovah's Witness, Buddha, it's like it's just a different stairway. And I love that. Yeah. And what the Mormons do is by healing, by us doing our healing, not only does it heal, you know, future generations, but it heals um our lineage back yeah Yeah. that makes sense to me um because um I also was going through some like memoirs and things like that um uh and I wasn't sure like I was taking photos of a lot of stuff but I wasn't sure what to take photos of and what not to because a lot some of it was um things that are they relevant or not to the here and now really you know that they, they were they were the story of something that might have been important to that person and I got a very strong message that you only need you're the only one who needs to see this um and um what's important is what you do with this for the future like how you transform this learning for the future and that makes sense to me um because you know, there's a part of me also the over responsible part. You know, wants to keep everything and make sure everyone knows everything, um, mm. to make sure everybody's healed. You know, like <laughs> there's that. 
but it was really, yeah. really, it was really definitive. No, this is for your eyes only. It's not a secret. It's just information that will benefit you. And that will help, to help to healing other generations. And I thought, gee, mm. this is really important. I wonder how many sons and daughters of mothers and fathers and grandparents have had to go through stuff and go, well, how what do I keep and what do I let go of? Mm. And mm. It's, it's just, I think it's a really significant and important process to really um what is it how is it affecting us we can't we can't pass on what we haven't really taken in you know what yeah. I'm saying and yeah. every, every one of those objects if we're talking about material objects because not only do we take on you know beliefs and patterns and all of that from our forebearers but we you know that that physical um stuff um it has an energy attached to it and if it was that meaningful to a to our parents or is it meaningful to me mm-hmm. is it what is and there's an um there's definitely an energy so it's something I do regularly is declutter and yes. the, I've become a bit of a minimalist which which is very freeing not only in the physical world but also you know letting go of um outdated limiting beliefs and patterns that were passed on by our parents unconsciously and um, with good intent or with no intent, but you know, wasn't um, there was no malice. We just that's just what happens. Yeah. So to do some spring cleaning, some spring cleaning of the mind every now and then is a very good thing to do as well. Yeah, agreed. And I feel like when it when when I was touching the, the items, I was getting that message very strongly um keep it if it brings you joy <laughs> mm, mm. Um, was that maria kondo the um the decluttering uh, specialist yeah does she yeah say that? that's her thing it's like if it doesn't oh bring God. you joy if you don't use it or if it doesn't bring you joy let it go that. i love that mm. good because it was so like there was there'd be random things i'd be keeping like i, I kept a couple of like little like butterfly clips that were green yeah, and I don't know beautiful. why they just brought me joy and I didn't even yeah. know if my mum wore them they could have been yeah. from some other I don't know but but I, I feel like if we have done our healing and we um, are able to allow anything that comes up from that past and items and all those things then I feel like we are liberating the the generation that went before because I feel like from a soul plane thing if they're on the soul plane waiting for us to release something that we're unconscious well even to know something if they're they're, if they're waiting around to 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 to, they want us to know something and they want to be there to share that moment if we're able to do that and we're not bound up in uh, knots over it and we're more stepping into joy of course that's gonna like heal our generations that came before because we've done our bit to to resolve something that that, that they had to live through potentially in order for us yeah. to get the lesson or confirm yeah. the lesson yes and not only does it set us free it sets them free mm-hmm. mm. a million percent yeah. yes yeah. a million percent yeah. so and yeah so that's it's interesting where this topic has gone because I you know these these things are magical and they often do happen when 
we need to be ruthless about what we keep and what we don't keep and what we what we share in our space and what we don't share in our space and often we can't get to that place until you know our our hormones start to change and we start to feel differently about life and mm. how much we've got left and mm. it brings up all those questions right yeah yeah totally absolutely and it taps into um because the way I work with with women is a I do a 12-week program and there's five mm-hmm. pillars and one of the pillars is making mm. peace with your past oh cool so um well the first pillar is making peace with your plate mm-hmm. and so um, what's on your plate right now or, <laughs> yeah, or, or, or food, like or what we're eating <laughs> oh I like that I like that it could be either but um it's about the relationship that we have with food, which yes. taps into our body image, clearly. Um, so really doing some some deep dive into that. And there is a you know, nutrition component, but it's, a, it's a really about um, decluttering the diet culture because the diet culture yes. is so ingrained and so intrinsically has its little you know tentacles in so many different ways which um so it's about undoing all of that and really enhancing our relationship with food and our body and loving and accepting our body exactly as it is doesn't mean we can't desire to be fitter and stronger and and healthier but it's not about you know my worth isn't determined on what dress size I am or what's on the scales so um that's that's the first component and then making peace with your past so you know if we're hanging on to uh, the guilt from the past or there's any regret or there's unresolved trauma um, it's really difficult to to kind of embrace the present and um, look forward and create a uh, an exciting future for yeah, or, or even understand why we're triggered or you know um yeah unconsciously like maybe there is a lot of anger running but it's because there's a lot of anger there and it, we haven't just haven't released it or learned how to or tapped into it yeah or it's just totally. kind of coming out sideways or something and we're narky um could be that we're burnt out too because um uh you know um some you know the etheric body when it when it when when it is thinning as as we're coming into menopause and it is getting less and less juicy mm. you know um it doesn't hold the astral body or the feelings as well so there's more we do need more self-care right to to build our etheric up but also the reality is is it it's thinned out so well those 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 little babies that we've been holding on to start to come out and they and they start to yeah, show yeah. Them their little heads don't they that's right and just for the audience um you know the etheric body is like the cushion isn't it between yes. the astral and where all of those um, past imprints or trauma imprints or um, anything's unresolved could be past life stuff if you believe yep. if you subscribe to that but um is in the astral so that that etheric is like the the cushion and as you say when we enter into menopause that cushion is lessened so it's 
um, really important to to maintain health and fitness and to keep ourselves strong to be able to to deal with with what life presents and so that we're not overwhelmed and bombarded with all this past yuck yeah exactly Mm. I mean for, for you and I I guess you could say we before we came to menopause we did a lot of emptying of that astral so that we you know it was like probably easier for us to manage like our I think it might have been for us because we'd had an opportunity to do a lot of deep diving um in mm-hmm. our in our time doing severe college training and my god we did a lot you know and everything else lot. we've done there's a lot yeah. yeah and everything else yeah um so my heart goes out to people that haven't even touched it and they're coming into this space and they feel this complete overwhelm because totally yeah, and it, that's why I that's why I'm kind of passionate about the work that I do mm. because I um what what do you do you go to the GP say okay we'll put you on hormone replacement therapy or I was listening to a podcast this week and I can't remember so I'm so sorry I can't refer the um that reference the GP but yeah. something like 70 percent of women who go to a GP with menopausal symptoms are put on antidepressants Wow. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Wow. Like, seriously. It's like, it's not a fucking disease. I was, yeah, so I'm really passionate. And it's like just to be seen and heard. And there's a whole, you know, process that that I take people through. So um, Gosh. to really step in and embrace that that power and the magic of it, like I said. Mm. It's not a it's not a disease. and yeah tell me about the other three pillars uh the other three pillars are um so the first is make peace with your plate make peace with your past learn to live fully in the present Mm -hmm. so it's not until we kind of come to kind you know some kind of resolution about past or when we can think about our past one without having an aversion to it mm. or without being triggered by it. So yeah. it's a story. Yeah. It happened. You know, it, it happened. now it's, it's necessary just a story. story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And look how awesome I am. So it was a good, you know, might look crappy, but it was a good story for, for where I am yeah. now because you're, you're really valuing who you are in the present. Absolutely. Yeah. And one of the paradigms from the program is, um, um Nothing happens to me. Everything happens for me. Oh, I love that. So yep. that's a yep. real shift yep. in yep. mindset when people yep. really embrace that and go, oh, mm-hmm. okay, and we work with that to go, you know, what What was the gifts that came from that? Yeah. So it's, it's a great mindset to have. Um, I think, and I just want to point out at this point in time, it, you know, because Life Loves Me was a book that Louise Hay wrote um at the when I was launching everyday lightworker bible and it was I was talking about that at the Hay House World Summit I was talking about the principles and how they aligned with her book it was really interesting because um I felt a real symbiotic relationship from afar with her from just having gone through that whole experience it was it was weird but just let me go back to what I was about to say which is um you know everything happens for me is a mindset that I believe in one million percent um, and it's it, it helps with resilience. It helps to bounce back. It helps with staying positive. And I think it's a really big a, a really big difference between that kind of positivity. I think it's authentic um, when you really believe that. 
um, and mm. toxic positivity, which is more, it's okay, it's all fine, and minimizing what's happened because we're not suggesting that whatsoever. And it can, you can sort of think that, oh, just being positive all the time, just being positive, but that's not the, that's not the reality. The reality is, hey, when things happen, Shit they happens. did hurt. Yeah, and mm. when 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 we have a shitty day. It's okay that we feel shitty um, and it doesn't mean that we feel joy one million percent of the time, but it means that we get there quicker because we have an attitude of gratitude. We have an attitude of understanding. Mm. There's a meaning, yeah. a pulse behind what's happened, not just what the, you know, the pointy bit was that poked our, our, our inner bear. Yeah. Um, and, and when we're inner able bear. to reflect on that, that <laughs> without rejecting our inner bear, when we're able to reflect yeah. on that, we get a much better I think third eye view of the situation and it's not always about us right I mean it could be that yeah. that needed to happen for someone else to learn the lesson so um, yeah. we're in in effect supporting another person's process inadvertently by being potentially a, a more stable person or a yeah. person that didn't snap someone's head off was able yeah. to moderate our feelings at the time but yeah. we still knew we were feeling angry um, so that, I think there's a really big difference isn't there between be, being in the present um being positive about our past so that we can be in the present knowing everything served us knowing everything happened for a reason and just trying to be positive all the time and and just pretending nothing nothing was bad <laughs> yeah no it doesn't work that doesn't work that's um yeah so it's just accepting it is you know it is what it is in the moment but having healed the wounds from the past so we can live fully in the in the moment and um, I think that's, you know, really anxiety and depression, which is pretty much the, the new pandemic. There's definitely yes. a pandemic of anxiety and depression. Yeah. Um, it's that anxiety is, you know, fearing, fearing the future. And depression mm -hmm. is like not having healed the past. Yeah. And, and I think what happens too is we put, you know, because we made all of that stuff mean stuff about us about other people about the world and we project it into the future so we we just keep living into the same yeah, kind of story thing. Mm -hmm. yeah and another, we've, um, we've got our little framework of beliefs and then because we're thinking that way everything that happens reinforces those, those beliefs instead of yeah choosing to to see it differently and and not be like a prisoner to what happens to us more like a yeah um, I would say um, when th something happens to me, I'm like, oh, this is an adventure. Like, okay, well, I'm on an adventure, just like if I was traveling to Nepal or somewhere else and this, I'm traveling an adventure, I'm riding a wave. So what's this adventure yeah. going to teach me? And and when you have that attitude, it's not like, oh, great, this is crap is happening again to me or something. You know what I mean? It's just a different yeah. energy um, around. Totally, 100%. Yeah. Just so I guess really... I, I have more fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so much fun living in the moment. I'm just yeah. having the best time. Yeah. And um, another paradigm that what you're talking about reminds me of is one of the yeah. what the paradigms from my program is yeah. our beliefs create our experience yes. and our experience confirms and validates yeah. our beliefs. Mm -hmm. So and yeah. the, the thing is we're operating, all of these beliefs are unconscious until we, until we start doing the work and, yeah. you know, discovering, unpacking what, what do I believe to be true? about yeah. love life and everything in between yeah so um yeah that's that's yeah. awesome and so pillar number four uh pillar number four is reclaim your personal power mm -hmm. so um especially as women I, I believe 
that it stems back to um, Adam and Eve, which is just a story. And whether you subscribe to the Bible or the stories from the Bible, I believe that we all need to, to kind of have a connection to something that which is greater mm-hmm. and whether that be God, Jesus, uh, Buddha, Krishna, Jehovah, Mother Earth, Spirit, um, I do believe we all need to find something that we can call, call on when, in times of need. But if you go back to the story of Adam and Eve, what did Eve do? What in she the ate story? the apple. She, she ate was the tempted and she ate the apple. Yeah, the she ate fruit. the forbidden apple, like this, mm-hmm. this beautiful food. It's food, yep. Yep. nourishment, nurturing, desire. There was desire, but you can't yep. have that. Yeah. But she did it anyway. And what happened? Mm, she was then she was forbidden to to from the tree of knowledge wasn't it or something she wasn't they were cast out cast out shame and Mm -hmm. guilt and And they realized they were naked and yeah yeah so i think you know if we look at lineage wise and that's if you subscribe to that story then i think that's still playing out in the whole diet culture which Mm -hmm. is run by the patriarch Mm-hmm. Um, and that there's the forbidden fruit. We can't have what we want, and I want to shift that. Mm. It's like fucking bullshit. We can have what we want. Right, and got it, got it. And then, and then, hence back to that, that um, what empowerment truly means, which is we can have what we want, and um, we shouldn't feel shame for yeah. wanting. Hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely love that yeah no, that's awesome and so it's about giving ourselves permission to um have what we want and own that so that we can reclaim our power yes and to give, give ourselves permission to ask for what we want yeah to be okay yeah. to want mm-hmm. like not feel guilty you know, and shame i'm mm-hmm. sure you can relate so many totally. of my clients like mm. i can't who am i to have what i want mm. Mm. yeah and so to have I a think, coach or a mentor to say yeah are you not to my darling exactly. absolutely you can mm-hmm. yeah. well yeah I mean a recent thing for me I, I posted on um uh social media I think it might have been on the first day or the second day of January I don't know but um was uh, and I really believed it I have everything my heart desires right now was actually what I posted and mm-hmm. I, I actually said and I actually have this right now I'm not just saying this is an affirmation I actually have yeah. everything my heart desires right now, um, and mm-hmm. it's really hard hard for people to admit that when they when they have it without feeling guilty, especially with my history. Um, but I actually do. So I'm, you know, I'm in a really good financial position. I've got a great relationship. My health is fantastic. I'm doing what I love with the show. I don't have to work for money. I'm, you know, it's it's all just a plethora of I've got everything I really really wanted. Like it's it's exciting to be able to say that. And um, to live in that and um, to, if I hadn't have changed my belief system that I couldn't like and, and held on to guilt and things like that, then I wouldn't have what, I, I mean, I, I would have created a story, another story where I don't have what I, you know, I would be living the other story, basically, living the other yeah. belief system, like you put it. It's a, it's, it would be my belief system that I would be living a different way. Absolutely. And well mm. done. I, I acknowledge you for you. what you've created and what you're um, 
now doing with your time because it is your life purpose and your passion and you do want to uh, make a difference and be of service to humanity is what I I feel it's so like that like you know um I'm I'm choosing to do what I do now because I like like I believe everything I choose to do Shirley everything is to grow me yeah so me reaching out to you to have a conversation on this was to grow me um Mm. it'll like we say if you put yourself first it'll be of service to everybody else but it was exciting I really wanted to talk to you and just to discuss it and that's where it's coming from now it's not so much um because it was in the past a lot was Mm. how can I help this person it was like Mm -hmm. that sort of I, I know I could so that's where I was coming from but with all the freedom I have to whatever I want now, it's how can mm. I continue to grow me because that's what's best for the planet, not how do I rescue yeah. the planet? Because that's yeah. it's yeah. If, if I have to rescue the planet, I'm already feeling like it's broken and it's not broken. Yeah. It's just in that beautiful yeah. work in progress we just talked about before where everything happens mm. for us. Mm. Mm. Absolutely, which kind of leads into my fifth um, um pillar yes. and that is fulfill on your purpose ah. so oh, um, here we go we got there organically there we go Isn't that beautiful we did yes that. we did absolutely serendipity and Lord. you know so many and whatever that might be that might mm. be um such as yourself in making a difference at a at a global level and a um you know high level or it might be making a herb garden and, and yes but fulfilling that's- on your yeah that, that's your passion and mm. then you know there's no comparison around purpose it's not no. like it's not everybody's purpose to 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 do what we're doing and um mm. and that's okay 100 yes. that's okay but to tap into whatever it is and allow yourself and to be given permission to yeah. to let that come forth um yeah. can be a really beautiful beautiful profound I always just feel so honored and um privileged to to walk beside my clients on their journey and see them step into their personal power and find their purpose yeah that's awesome I love that my passion is really purpose when I when I you know that's what I plug into because I I feel like I can have a really great um evolved conversation with people when they're on their purpose and mm. so I I, ta- I really do get lit up by that. And so when I'm talking to people uh, like yourself and you're really into it, um, it, it, it feels like enlivening. And um, I and I wanted to talk to you about something. Um, when it comes to like something that recently happened for me, and I'm, I'm curious is your, your kind of take on it. Um, lately, I, when I've been kind of thinking about ideas of things to do, that um, they they may be I don't know I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to say they scare me but I, I'm going to say that they would be I, I'm pretty I think pretty expansive things to do you know like maybe um, and I, I I get a sense of this like you know how when you say oh I got the shivers you know when you when you when you have the shivers but I get a sense of this sort of like internal shiver at the base of my spine. So I'm thinking, hmm, this feels like it could be the kundalini, you know, awakening, which they talk about is the, you know, when your chakras start to um, 
elevate to another level for enlightenment and things like that. And I'm thinking, oh, so when I'm thinking of doing this particular thing and I get that feeling, maybe that's a sign. This is going to grow you. You're going to you're going to be enlightened much more than what you ever have because of this. Not that I'm chasing enlightenment. I'm just I'm just connecting the dots basically. Because mm. um, part of me would go, oh, do not know if I want to do that, you know. And then another part of me going, well, you can't argue with this feeling, right? Have you had any kind of experience with anything similar? Or yeah, absolutely. I love, I love. It. it sounds to me what I'm hearing is you're really tapping into that, that inner knowing, that inner mm-hmm. wisdom, and you're listening to that. You're mm-hmm. you're tuning in and you're listening to that shiver, yep. that internal shiver, and it feels yep. feels good. It's like okay, I'm on the right, I'm heading in the right direction. Whereas I'm sure you've made choices where you've had a different feeling and it's like, yes. oh, that doesn't yeah. feel good. Yeah. And I think from this is where the wisdom comes from because I'm sure I can speak for us both here that in hmm. our younger day we probably had that feeling but ignored it. Yes, yes. And kept going and mm-hmm. it didn't end so well. Yeah. Um, but that's how we learn and develop that wisdom. And so now listening to your body and listening to that, yeah, that's I'm on the right track here. And it's interesting, the first pillar, which is making peace with your plate, is, is all about that and tuning because there's as many diets on the planet as there are people, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. And it's about finding what works for you, starting to listen to that inner wisdom and like how we do one thing is how we do everything. So if we start with our plate, what happens when I eat tomatoes? Mm, that's good. That's, that feels good. What happens when I eat gluten? It's like, oh, I just feel like going having sleep. Mm. So some people, whatever, it's like listening, starting to tune in to that, those, the messages that our body is, is sending and giving us. Yeah. And if we can do that with food, because so many women have, have blocked, numbed out that, that ability, we all have the capacity to do that. But it's like a, any other muscle. You know, I go to the mm. gym to build my, my physical muscles, but yeah. we have to work on that intuitive um, muscle as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely, 100%. Yeah. I, I've been a vegetarian now for the past, it was Boxing Day 2019 that, um, okay. that since then, and I've found that I didn't become a vegetarian so much for the animals it was more around the menopausal diet not wanting to have dairy and contribute to too much of the estrogen imbalances you know and things you know Mm -hmm. just stuff Mm -hmm. like that balancing the blood sugar that's really important for menopausal symptoms absolutely and then since then I've just I've just realized that not eating like animals I've I've grown more sensitive to them (laughs) yeah it's it's been a reverse thing some some people don't I don't want to eat an animal you know that's Mm. fine like I'm I honor that too but that wasn't what it was for me so on my journey of trying to balance my hormones and not have I watched the um cowspiracy I think it was um oh yeah one and that was about how the milk produces so much estrogen and there's an imbalance for especially for um uh people later in life and things like that um Mm. and so that was kind of prompting me to do something different and um it's just interesting how it's turned around to becoming a more sensitive like my Mm. my cup 
you know, friends, not food, like, you know, cups. Yeah, right. like I, nice. started I love it. To, yeah, I started to do stuff like that. And, and I found myself doing them, not, I, I, not for the cause. It was just because I was loving animals. Right. Yeah. And then I, and then I, I, I've had a problem with, and I'm not going to judge people for it whatsoever, but I've just had a problem with seeing animals on leads, even going for a walk. Mm, and yeah. I, I, I've just gone, I don't want them to be I'm caged. exactly the same. Are you? Like, wait, how I, did we start doing that? That's just I, weird. I don't, I guess I, I just can't even imagine doing it to an animal myself. Like, and I yeah. know I have, like I've had pets, yeah. like lots of pets. Like I had a yeah. menagerie of pets with kids growing up. So, yeah. but now it's like, I just couldn't even imagine putting a dog on a lead or yeah. doing something, putting something in a yeah. cage. I just, unless it was yeah. to protect it or something. But um, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. It's, just it's funny. I, I think that's part of the magic of menopause for me. Like the little things that, we're talking about like these food choices and mm. um, dietary choices have led to other consciousnesses that I wouldn't have even thought of happening previously. Yeah. 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 That's great. That's great. So you're really in tune with your body, Michelle. You're really, you're a very enlightened being or conscious being and you're very much um, in tune with our body because if it's so, if we listen to our body, there's all that we have all of the answers within I agree. And I think the thing coming through is sometimes we think about magic as, as being something that we sprinkle onto a situation to transform what, we, what what's going on. But I actually think what we're talking about here with the magic of menopause is when we actually have tuned in to what we need to do, whether it be for our purpose or our plate or our present whatever it is the magic is the ripple effect the magic is the fallout from the decisions we're making the magic is the the big reveal of the things we wouldn't have even realized we were capable of once we do those things that's that's the magic and it's not something we're sprinkling to it's something we're receiving it's like a a gift you know the quality of life the magic is the quality of your life that you will you will experience when you you know make do all of these things make peace with your plate peace with your past yeah. embrace the present and step yeah. into your personal power 100 percent. yes oh wow i love that well i've really enjoyed it so much it's been freaking amazing yeah <laughs> so, um, thank you so much for sharing space and and making the time to share your wisdom and your passion for this beautiful time and it is different for everybody and and that's what I love about our conversation because I think everybody who listens is going to go well gee that's out there but I I could who knows their their thing could be more out there and that would be even better like yeah about giving ourselves permission right just to yep go on that adventure for ourselves um yeah and And seek support like get support support. with it so so many people feel alone they don't you know they've got all these symptoms going on and they they don't know what to do so reach out and not just through your gp find find a like-minded find find somebody in your tribe if that's what where you're drawn to really um support you through this absolutely and 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 you're at shirleyavis.com is it if i remember that right and it's shirley with the ey isn't it shirley with s-h-i-r-l-e-y-a-v-i-s yes perfect yes 
Thank you so much, Shirley. Oh, Love you so Michelle, much. It's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure. Thank you. And, and um, talk we'll, soon. We'll talk soon and we'll see you all next time on our next episode of Enlightened Conversations. Bye for now. <laughs> Bye.